0: Hello everybody. This is SBO Perspectives and I am Dr. Jack Mitchell here along with the esteemed John Bercato. And like we do every week, we do not disappoint. And this week, I can tell you, this is brand new for us. It'll be brand new for you to catch out a different spin. I'll let John get into it.
1: Yeah, today we have a fellow podcaster, Dave Lombardo. He's the host of the capital press room podcast hosted out of albany new york focuses really on new york and albany politics but we had the opportunity to really see him present and speak to our asbo group in spring as part of our spring leadership so we approached him and said hey we have this podcast sbo perspectives and would love to have you on just to give your perspective on podcasting and new york politics at large we had a great conversation with him today and here's our interview with david lombardo Today on the podcast, we have a special guest, a prominent figure in the Albany political scene. We have David Lombardo, currently host of the Capitol Press Room podcast, formerly Capitol reporter for Times Union, and a director of communications for Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara. David, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. David,
2: how are you doing? I'm good. I'm on cloud nine now that I've been described as prominent, although I'm a little worried when you said currently the host of capital press room am I waiting for the other shoe to drop <laughs> yeah I just, I, just, I, just, <laughs> no.
0: I just want to let everybody know no wow I'm so would, happy to be the long that. running soon
2: to be for many years yeah was, you so
0: you're probably gonna be enshrined in the Hall of fame I, I'm <laughs> certain of that because your podcast I mean your whole you no know, capital press room just that in itself it's almost unparalleled I haven't seen anything like that I don't know John have you seen or anything like that? No man. I don't want to say we're just related to New York. We're just we're not just delegated, really delegated to here. But wow, this is good stuff. We're so jumping into this, David. I want to really just you to open up and just if you can, because this is a different podcast. But our listeners are going to get something out of it. We want to give context that you did come to Asma, New York, present at our leadership conference earlier this year. That was a spring one. And for those who don't know, can you just jump in and maybe tell about your background, your experience, and in general, how'd you land to your podcast?
2: OK, so the defining moment in my work professional life is June 8th, 2009, during the Senate coup, which was basically this big kerfuffle in the state Senate where the very closely divided but Democratic led majority was upset when two Democrats jump shift and went to the Republicans and Mm. caused a summer of chaos. And a young, naive, some would say dashing and handsome, David Lombardo (laughs) was an intern for the Legislative Gazette, the student-run newspaper at the time, just trying to figure out his life, trying to balance relationships, (laughs) drinking, work, and what? was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen, guys. I don't know what's going on, but I'm having so much fun. And from that moment, I was like, I want to spend time in state government. And so mm-hmm. since then, my kind of guiding principle has been, what can I do to be in and around New York state government? And if you look at my resume, it's pretty varied. I've been a reporter for multiple outlets. I've been on the communication side, selling my soul for a government. And I've also been on nonprofits and working for an online outlet and all of it's Always connected to state government. That's been in this orbit. In terms of the podcast, I was working for an outlet called New York State Watch, which is like an online bill tracking service that lobbyists use, no free ads. And you guys know how the session works January through June, you're busy as hell, but Mm -hmm. July through December, you're not really showing up to the Capitol because there's no lawmakers there. So I had a pretty open schedule. And my boss at the time really encouraged me to flex my wings a little bit and see what I was into. And I was into podcasts and you've always talked about wanting to do this. Why don't you just launch one? And that's what I did. I created Poozer Politics with the help of a friend of mine who understood how computers worked. And then I was able to pivot that into a podcast thing for the times union which never had a podcast and then from there i tricked the people at wcny to be like yeah (laughs) this guy can do a podcast so why can't he do a radio slash podcast and he's got the face for it already so he's halfway there and so that's how i got to this point awesome
1: Again, I have to give you credit, David, and we, before we, we recorded, you were telling me you're traveling on vacation and you brought your mic with you. So a true podcaster at heart being prepared at all times to to talk. This so that's, is that's the awesome.
2: original Poozer Politics mic you're checking up on. It's got, yeah. This, this is number two. Yes. It still has the little sticker. It says number two. I t- had two mics, was just yeah. interviewing people, didn't know what I was doing, had some free editing software. And that's good. Uh, yeah. Crystal clear.
1: Yeah, impressive. Thanks. So David, do you miss being in the belly of the beast at all? You know, now that you're in the outside podcasting, looking in?
2: Yes, I really miss the day-to-day grind of newspaper reporting and even when I was with State Watch, because you are in the thick of it. You are sitting in committee meetings and that is where you get unfiltered access to state lawmakers. There's a reason the assembly doesn't want their meetings to be webcast because these guys and gals say a lot of crazy stuff uh, (laughs) before their meetings and during their meetings because they know no one's there for the most part. The media landscape has shrunk so much uh, in the last 15 years that it's almost unheard of to have Uh, staff, have reporters in some of these boring committee meetings. So I really miss that. I miss being able to just float around the Senate chamber, the assembly chamber, and just chat up lawmakers because, you know, that's the really way that you find some of your best stories and really understand who you're talking to. So I really miss uh, having to move away from that really narrow focus thing and have to be more 10,000 foot oriented and rely more on my colleagues for their insights and input. Yeah. So
1: you talked about missing that, being in the thick of it a little bit, but how has your time doing that and having that experience really influenced how you host this podcast that you have now and how you frame it and have guests on?
2: Oh, well, now I'm just familiar with all the BS that lawmakers will then try to promote afterwards. It can be as stupid as... They'll be like, oh, I sponsored a bill. And you're like, well, you didn't actually sponsor. You're the co-sponsor. But people like to say (laughs) that. Or we really think this is the year for this bill. And people are saying that for the second to last day of session, and you don't have a same as. And it's like, no, you're not. This is like a joke. This is a press release bill. Uh, And getting to understand the way things actually work really helps frame your questions, frame narratives and call out people for stuff like yeah we're really fighting to get this in the budget and so this is like april 6 and your issue hasn't been promoted at all and the budget's a week late i don't think it's come back Yeah. yeah
1: yeah so do you have you actually called anyone out on the podcast before
2: yeah we'll laugh about things in the sense that they'll come on. And I'll just be like, come on. It's just you, me and the listeners. Let's <laughs> let's cut it out. Come on, guys.
0: So you will not be bamboozled, hoodwinked. They're not pulling any wool over your eyes at all.
2: You know, I definitely do not know it all. But when it comes to the process, I definitely do. And I do worry about being bamboozled on issues that I don't know a lot about. So things like the effort to enact the policies connected to the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, the mm-hmm. Green Energy Goals, I don't know it. Half as well as someone like Marie French, who is unparalleled in in, in her level of knowledge and her capacity as energy and environmental reporter for Politico New York. So I will literally come out of my press room, hope that she's there and then bother her about questions that I want to ask people that I should be talking to because I don't want to be some host who just asks the question, smiles, has no idea what they just heard, and then moves on to the next question. I want to be able to decipher it and and know it. And so I think part of that means then I actually will avoid uh, certain topics and then turn to the reporters and have them on. So if if there's an issue where I have a reporter on instead of a, a stakeholder, it's because I feel like that reporter is a Good sort of filter to talk about all the ins and outs and the different sides of it. So,
0: this question actually, I had an original way I wanted to ask the question, and then having a conversation now on our podcast makes you wonder I guess it seems like your focus is going to be on capital affairs currently at this time. Mm-hmm. And so, the question for me now is how long do you think that'll be your primary focus? And I guess then what do you see as a future overall for pol- for New York politics?
2: So my future and the New York future, you want those two answers? Yeah, yeah pretty
0: yeah. much. Just yeah, like, the, the like my
2: parents. So what are you no, doing with uh, your life, David? <laughs> yeah, no, I should say Barb and Jim, my parents have always been very supportive and said, but whatever you want to do makes you happy. Go do that. And, so. you know, yeah, hopefully you don't have to subsidize your lifestyle too much. But in terms of my future, I'm having a lot of fun and just hope that I can grow and mature in this position and find new ways to do creative sure. storytelling, both in the audio format, but also with video, because I host a monthly public affairs show out of Syracuse. It's a little broader. So that's where I'm at. Wherever life takes me, I'm willing to follow it. But then for New York politics, it seems like we're in getting into a little bit of a more stable place than we have been the last 10 years. Really going back to the resignation of Elliot Spitzer, it's mm-hmm. been nonstop news since yeah. then yeah. Un- until today. And I do think we are heading for more uh, of an even keel, but I think that the narrative to watch as we become more entrenched in this one party rule of New York, because I don't think we're heading back to a bipartisan breakdown of Albany, the fractures that emerged within the left. We've already seen since 2018 the rise of the democratic socialists. And it's interesting to see this sort of fight for the soul of the democratic party. It, it hasn't made its way up to say the statewide races yet, but as we see these wins by more progressive candidates and they begin to shape the direction of the chambers, will Mm. they be able to actually flex muscles? Does a candidate like Jumani Williams have more of a lasting impact in a statewide race than say they did in 2022? So that's what I'm really interested in. OK, I was going to say that yeah, sounds, you're, you're going to run out of stuff to talk about with it getting so boring with just like a single party state. No, because instead of having Democratic versus Republican drama, you have Democrat on Democrat drama. And when yeah. the fighting is within the family, that's the best. That's more interesting. and the right? juiciest stuff, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: History <laughs> repeat itself. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, it's just yeah, the, the family drama. You think about it because they, those people all know each other and have long-standing gripes. So it's the best yeah, stuff. Right. Thanksgiving, man, that's when the stuff gets real. I almost swore. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can't wait, Jack and I as podcasters. When we think back to some of our episodes, a few stick out as some of our favorites and highlights. And some of them are very topical at the point, and some got a lot of fanfare just based on what we were talking about. So I want to know from you. Can you give us a highlight of some of your favorite episodes and why those kind of
2: stick out to you? So I always enjoy having Jay Jacobs, the head of the state democratic party on, because Uh he usually comes on amidst some sort of democratic, not necessarily scandal, but big news. And he never ducks any questions and he might come at me with some sort of talking lines and and then I'll be like, Jay, boobala, buddy. And he'll be like, (laughs) okay, yeah, yeah. And. He's just great like that. He steps in it a lot of the time when he comes on and will say things that he really shouldn't say. So I always enjoy that. Um, But lately, I've really gotten a kick out of the fact that we're able to get so many members of the Hochul administration on the show. It's a... Uh, night and day comparison to the Cuomo administration, the the number of cabinet officials. Yeah. And they really loosen the reins. And that's something that that I really appreciate and look forward to building and developing more because look back at some of these early interviews so far and they're not necessarily the most hard hitting that I'm doing, but I'm, I feel like I'm building relationships so that When there is a scandal at the Department of Labor in the future, they're not going to go radio silent. And hopefully they will come on our show and talk about it because we've developed a rapport. We've developed a a relationship where they know that I'm going to be even handed and responsible, measured questions that get to the truth. So I'm really excited about where we're heading with that. And we've already seen, at least for me, that we've reached that point with the DEC, with Commissioner Basil Sagosa, head of the Department of Environmental Conservation. Whereas he'll come on. We've got a, a rapport Uh, Listeners will probably feel like it's more of a man crush situation that's reciprocated (laughs) both ways, but that's what I really enjoy. And we've also been doing these uh, pop culture conversations where we have lawmakers and policymakers come on the show who will, when they're normally on the show, they're talking about serious stuff and they're taking hard questions, but We use this as a chance to get to know them better. The listeners, we get to know them a little better. And so I really enjoy those. But to be clear, my threshold for those fun conversations are that you're willing to come on and take hard questions too. So I would love to talk to somebody speaker, Carl Hasty, about Mm -hmm. Prince, but I've been in this job for almost three years and- they will not let his. He will not come on the show. So we're not going to be doing that with him. Whereas Senate Majority Leader Stuart Cousins, if she decides that there's something she wants to chat about, whether it's her affinity for scarves or whatever, then we will have her on in a heartbeat because she loves to come on and is a great guest. We'll okay, get. I'll get Carl on for you. I'll, yeah. Go, I'll, Yeah, I'll, I'll call him. I would love to see have that. Have you Anna,
1: had Have you had governor, governor Hochul on your show?
2: Not since she was lieutenant governor. You think you're going to get her now? That she's. We governor- have a. <laughs> to peel back the curtain a little. bit, Bit. I have a fun little bit going with her communications team on the press side where I was reached out probably in May or, or and I was like hey we want to come on oh yeah we'll fit her on we'd love to get her on we'll make it happen and then like in June they're like you know it's maybe after the primary blah 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 and so every once in a while I check in, just, hey, how's that request going? And then recently the email was, I just wanted to celebrate the four month anniversary of when I first asked to have the, the governor on. How are you celebrating?
1: I have to tell you, that doesn't make me feel so bad then, because we tried to reach out to get her on just on a whim. And we're a tiny little podcast and we don't have any capital in the, Not the, like the you, political you, you region. Really but t- to know that you're struggling, too, it makes me feel a little better, you know?
2: Yeah. No, I think she might do your show before she does mine. <laughs> no, we'll see. Listen, speaking of shows, how did you
0: even get connected to ASBO? You're gonna, and I want to I give a big shout out to your show. And I would recommend to colleagues to, to listen to your show because you get a good spin on not just the personal, but like you said, the main, sometimes painstaking issues with the Capitol. But how did you get connected to ASBO for us to do a presentation early in the year? My
2: relationship with the Association of School Business Officials dates back to whenever it was that I first got the great mouse pad that your organization (laughs) creates that has the entire legislative calendar on it. It is, the most useful tool we get the in december we get the calendar we print it out we might put it uh, somewhere but then you guys come mat. out in january just i don't know like mana from heaven uh, handing out uh, these little mouse pads and it's oh association school business officials who are these people well, that's interesting it was great and then well, but no from that point you pivot to meeting brian uh i see check nicky that is brian yeah excellent And the wealth of knowledge that Brian brings to that job from his experience on the inside Mm -hmm. and now on the outside. And it's a great resource to tap because I want to talk to smart people who get what's going on. And he is definitely that. Uh, The only issue is sometimes I'll get him like when he's like in like the Rotterdam area and the phone line's no good during the the pandemic. we (laughs) move past that and that's how things fostered. And uh, yeah, that's a good story.
1: Yeah, no, we really enjoyed your presentation and just really your candidness at the Spring Leadership Summit that we had in Albany. It will be
2: Um, the death of me, my candidness. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: So our podcast, really, our main listenership, our school business officials, not just in New York, but we're branching out throughout the country. But we always like to, when we bring our guests on to ask a piece of advice, could you give school business officials with regard to lobbying and just really interacting with politicians in general?
2: Based on some of the reporting I've found, apparently money is really good in order to gain access. So (laughs) if they've got big wallets or some sort of campaign contributions that they can make, that would definitely gain the ears of some people. But in, I guess, a more realistic way, because not everyone has the millions of dollars. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think that and this is really based on my time in the assembly that when you're talking with lawmakers, you need to recognize that their time and attention span is finite and that you need to go in there and really sell a message that is something that they will need to hear, but also feel like they need to hear. So I think that's really important because people can come in and their problems are really important to them but it might not necessarily be important to that other person. So you need to explain why they need to care. I Mm -hmm. think it's a sharing dreams. People might care about their dreams, but nobody else cares about your dreams. You need to Mm -hmm. give a reason why they need to care and Mm -hmm. you need to be able to do it quick. And you need to maybe be able to show some sort of easy solution uh, that can be solved at the end of this, because Nobody likes to be bogged down in a quagmire. No one's looking for yeah. some intractable solution, some intractable problem that they can't solve. Yep. So that would be my, my recommendation. Go in Sound. with solutions too.
1: And you know, so before, nice. before we let you go, you did mention that you do enjoy listening to podcasts. So are, what are you listening to these days?
2: So I listen to a lot of things from the Ringer Network, which is from mm. the mind of Bill Simmons, although I'm not a huge Bill Simmons fan, this Side note, but I like the big picture <laughs> podcast, uh, which is about movies. I like the watch, which is about the entertainment landscape okay. and talking Give about TV. But then uh, NPR makes a lot of good stuff, whether it's the indicator or planet money. And I actually, if you guys are, as you approach this, I rip off people who are smarter than me. So if someone does a topic, or approaches something in a way that I think we can repackage or approach from our show, that's what I do As so you guys listen, that'd be my advice too. just to hear things that I think are smart and try to mimic that. It's like with the NPR's indicator podcast, they might take a national economic issue. And then I'll be like, Oh, is this relevant to New York state? And are there state Stakeholders that I could talk to. So that's one of the reasons why I listen to podcasts. Oh, I kind of plug the Tony Kornheiser show because that's people might know him from PTI, but he also has a radio show. And I'm wearing, I'll show you my wristband, turn my camera back on. Says, oh, nice. This show stinks and La like, Chieserie for the TK Littles because I bet there might be some. And so he basically just talks about Washington sports, which fine and then Washington <laughs> like life and traffic and the weather and I cannot get enough of that and uh, if TK Littles Matt Ryan over in the controllers great. or John Craig in what is it uh, Office of Children and Family Services Morgan Hook SKD Knickerbocker there are Littles all over the place and we're wow. weirdos and losers so yeah I wear this you'll, if you ever see me on TV if you see my wrist I will always Cook have a orange stupid wristband, orange wristband on okay. for the last six years that's
1: awesome. There's a podcast for everybody. Look right? charm.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Dave. This is awesome, man. We appreciate you coming on. This is it was such an experience talking to someone else who's a podcaster, who has such a knowledge of wealth, and you even hearing your voice to you speak to just uh, so many different issues that pertain to us. And that conversation was great, man. So we thank you. You're too yeah.
2: kind, Jack.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. For coming on. Hopefully, we can maybe have you back on, and when the
1: legislative session gets going again, we can debrief.
2: Sounds good. It's yeah. been fun to talk to you in September.
1: All, right. All right. Bye, John. Thank you again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with David. Always good to speak to him. We hope to have him on again soon. He's yes, you know, great.
0: He he's really has his pulse. finger
1: on the pulse and he's a, he's a know, great guy to talk, you know, to
0: talk to. And like I said, too, just having a conversation with him, John, was just like someone who's so experienced and ingrained in podcasting, that was, it was so fluid. We have conversations and there's questions, sometimes it's almost an interview kind of a process. Yeah. We do have it in conversation, but this was so fluid and organic, it was great to have him on. And it was very helpful. The tips that he gave on the end, I think are really good. You yeah. Know, borrow um, from other podcasts and maybe expound yeah. on what other people are doing. If it works, right? The, yeah. Why, yeah. The chance, the wheel, that's what they say. Good stuff, folks. We really appreciate you listening in. We hope you get a lot out of this. that you do it every week. And we appreciate you all. This is Jack, and I'm signing off here with the esteemed Chamber see, right, we'll see you next week. See you next week.